Yeah, we're making power moves, rocking a Detroit groove to some American dudes out making power moves. Straight out of Grand Block, Michigan, rocking a cold one in each hand. My buddy Dave and I are Americans, just making power moves, ripping heaters and chugging paps. Now he lied with no class, blowing shit up and chasing ass. Yeah, we're making power moves. Yeah, we're making power moves. Right to a Detroit groove. This all American dudes out making power moves. Welcome to the Power Moves P Mail Bag. Once again, thank you for those five star reviews. I gotta keep saying it till we get to a thousand, and then I'm gonna ease off the gas. Also, be sure to go check out the Patreon. A lot of good things going on in the K Money Club. Uh, also, did I say also twice? Dolly Zach is joining me today. Woo 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 woo. That's like you got you got a call and everything now. It's funny, man. Yeah, whoop whoop. It's actually whoop whoop, but I leave whoop whoop. whoop. I leave the P off. It doesn't sound as good. Whoop whoop is is the uh, jumbo call. Too much at the end, though. Yeah, it's too much. But woo woo, it just sounds smoother. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds cooler. (laughs) What am I doing this for? Man, when we do that in the bar, man, everyone is like, who are those guys? Those guys must be fucking dope. <laughs> I want to remind everyone uh, that uh, I do read and respond to everything, but the sheer volume, it takes a little bit for me to get to it. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff on the show, gnarly, so let's just get into it. With uh, Dive Bar of the Week, it's a new segment. Daddy, like daddies are sending in little reviews of like their their personal favorite dive bars from different places. And what me and Brooks discussed is like I like it so much because if you go and visit one of these places, like we had Seattle on last week, yeah, go to Seattle. Yeah, you got to go hit that bar, right? Yeah, it sounds you're, great. You're going to that bar. You have to. Yeah, it's absolutely the. Uh, it's informative. This is from Daddy Kush. Sup, Kush from Iowa City here. I just recently moved to Fairfax, Virginia from Iowa City. The worst part about the move was how hard it would be for me to find a new watering hole in the new place. After going to so many D.C. area bars that charge too much for too little, I finally found my place. Glory Days Bar. Cool name. You know Glory Days Bar is real deal. Glory Days is the place that's doing things their own way. That's a fucking nice Guy Fieri reference. (laughs) (laughs) Generous daily specials on food and drink, tons of teas to watch the game, and helpful, friendly service that's reminiscent of the Midwest. Well, I already fucking love this place. Last Friday, the midnight... At midnight, while me and the old lady were leaving, I noticed a group of middle-aged men sitting on a cool dirt patch in the parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't we have a cool dirt patch to go hang out after we leave the bar, gnarly? That's not fucking fair. The dirt patch sounds tight. We should start hanging out in the roost parking lot in the back. Just make Just it like a thing. Get some lawn get some chairs. Chalk. Get some lawn chairs and a cooler. <laughs> Probably charges for that, though, honestly. <laughs> Although my old lady protested, I knew I had to say hello. <laughs> Of course you do. <laughs> that guy's cool, man. <laughs> the most talkative group of the bunch was a guy named Dylan. He was extremely drunk, and eventually the conversation got to uh, got to taking shots. Okay. Dylan opened his trunk to reveal a handle of 10 High whiskey. I've, Damn. I've drank a lot of 10 High. 
as a young man. The uh, look on my old lady's face was face was priceless as I took a hefty pull. Fuck. <laughs> oh my god! For some dude laying in dirt. That's when Melissa says, "Michael." <laughs> No, <laughs> and then I do it anyway, <laughs> and then there's a problem. Yeah, you don't want to be disrespectful, though. You well, the Carl Welzine character that I know you haven't read a lot of, uh, Gnarly, he's, uh, he's, his whole thing was trunk liquor. He, Fuck. He started bringing uh, liquor in his trunk, so he'd go to work, and then he'd go have cocktails, like proper cocktails at lunch. Respect. <laughs> Dylan opened his trunk to reveal a handle of 10 high whiskey. That's a half gallon for you folks out there. The look on my old lady's face was priceless uh, as I took a hefty pull. I can tell how impressed she was that although I had 11 Miller Lights in the restaurant, I was still able to take a large swig of the brown straight out of the bottle. Well, that's when it's best. The beer, you get pickled on that beer. Yeah, man. That's when you want liquor. Lose your taste buds real quick. Right. You get you got to get spruced up. You need it's like uh, when you watch those food competition shows, like with that uh, that one big boy, the red haired man who uh, punishes himself on the man versus food show. That poor bastard. Yeah, that guy is fucking heading. He is heading for a fucking. <laughs> I want him, and I don't. I don't wish ill will on the man. I very much enjoy the show. But if he's going to have a heart attack on the show while they're filming, they better show that shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, just like the fuck. He's cool, he's cool, he's cool. Like the Bears guys on uh, SNL. Just him, just a. Help. <laughs> 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 he's got it. I, I want him to be okay, but like, you know, just a mild so heart just attack. Just check himself real quick. I'm fine. I'm fine. Can I have more ranch? <laughs> But yeah, they always have like a little like bit of hot sauce or something because they get uh they get all uh all full and bored of the uh just like eating the plain shit. So you gotta yeah. you gotta switch up the flavor. We do that. You like when you sauce. Sauce is key. Sauce is key. I'm a huge condiment guy. You have to. I got the that my refrigerator is filled and I've started making my own. I got some squeeze bottles. I'm gonna start making uh like just whatever. Just from scratch. Dan, let me know if you start doing like a jalapeno ketchup type of shit. I can do that for you. Because, dude, I fucking, like, I'm not a big ketchup guy, but I, like jalapeno ketchup is so tight. I'll do a, I'll do a jalapeno ketchup. I can do Love that. that shit. Also, during the course of our conversation, Dylan mentioned he had a son and an ex-wife. He seemed like a pretty rad dude. <laughs> My <laughs> wife says that the encounter was kind of concerning. <laughs> And then I shouldn't be drinking drunk liquor on a cool dirt patch with strangers. It's not strangers, it's Dylan. It's Dylan, man. We're <laughs> friends now. I think it was a power move. I'll make sure to send updates as me and Dylan's relationship progresses. But Hell this yeah. is a power if this is this a power move or is this kind of concerning? Really looking forward to the weekend, you guys. I gotta say, I gotta say, Daddy Kush, this is a power move, and I'm going to want all of the Dylan you can give me because Dylan definitely Please. is going to do some things that we're going to enjoy. I don't think anyone that listens to this show doesn't want to hear more about what trunk liquor 10 high Dylan has got Fucking going on. Dylan, dude. As long as you don't give him your address or meet up like anywhere close to your spot, you're fine. That's correct. Um, keep it away from home. We make a lot of buddies in our uh, dive bar adventures and that's one you do not do not tell them nope. where you live. Don't tell them your last name nope. because they'll show up. I made a buddy on a camping trip. Um, we were we were playing in Ludington, Michigan, at a three on three Gus Macker tournament, which we did every summer. That was like me and me and my homies. Like that was our main trip of yeah. the year. We go play hoops and get fucked up and camp and stay in a in a uh, in a tent. And there was this dude. 
um, named uh, named Tim Dog, and Tim Dog had gotten out of Jackson Prison in Michigan the week before, and immediately went and married his old lady who he had with him in tow. Damn. And Tim Dog, man, he loved us. And I was collecting a Daytona Bike Week T-shirts then. Like I had a huge stack of them, and I just I loved them. And Tim Dog had on a vintage one with some little like tears in it around the print with a hot purple and green vibe going on with like an eagle and like bike week all fucking aggressive. And, and I loved it. This dude had a mullet down to his fucking uh, middle of his back with the feathered top. This is my dad. The fucking <laughs> <laughs> With a mustache. I mean, yeah, maybe it's your dad. Fuck. Is your dad Tim Dog? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he so he uh he he fucking um goes out one morning and and we become friends with this guy. He brings back twelve egg McMuffins from McDonald's, like get, hands them all out. This dude is pumped to be out of prison and to be getting some fucking pussy on this camping trip with his new <laughs> his new old lady. I got pictures of Tim Dog. If I can find those, I will put those up on uh, the Patreon because uh, I don't want uh, an ex-con uh, uh, seeing I'm outside. Something. He shows up one night. We give him our address. We're all fucked up. And it's to the place, if you listen to uh, the, the flagship program, I talk about where I do, I shit my pants, sharp my pants, because I uh, did a, went on a uh, malt liquor and ether binge, and then PD9's cut his finger off. Um he uh we, we make pals with him and we're back in that apartment and it's in the summer and the best thing if you go i know you didn't go to go to like full-time like big school gnarly but like the summertime is when everyone's gone so that's when you can just kick it bars are open and it's great and we'd all stay there and you get a shitty job and you just take like one class just hang so out. you just get to hang out and you're not at your parents at home one night we're sitting there we're all fucked up and we hear on the fucking uh, on the door, and there's a, a flashlight shining in the in the peephole, and you just hear police open up, police. The fuck? We fucking open the door. It's Tim Dog, who has saved. This is two three months later. Tim Dog has saved our address and was just cruising by. Man, he walks in with a thirty pack of Bush <laughs> and his daughter who is attractive. His daughter saw pictures of me that we took together on his camera and thought I was a hot guy. And he brought his daughter for me to bone. Hey, man, you want to fuck her, Mike? And my friends all call me biker. Hey, biker, you want to fuck her? Come on, man. She's pretty fucking hot, man. And this is like, (laughs) and he's got one of those like where he's like from Michigan, but he's got a southern accent. Like he's taking that white trash. Yeah. Like, how did you get this accent? Man, you got to fuck her, man. I'm like, (laughs) I don't know. So uh, I take her into my room and uh, I've got it like decked out in Wolverine action figures still in the blister packs, (laughs) like tacked up. The whole wall is, my whole room is all Wolverine posters (laughs) and Wolverine action figures. And I just sit there on the bed. I'm like, so, uh, you go to school or something? <laughs> this, is an, this is an East Lansing. And so I'm like, hey, where do you go to college? And she's like, I'm still a, a senior in, in whatever high school I go to. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, fuck no. 
Yeah. And we just, we ride it out until Tim Dog finally has to leave. And he rips like fucking 15 beers. Like he's just pounding beers, acting he, a he fool. He 15 for you. Yes. Well, there's a bunch of us. There's a bunch of us. <laughs> and everyone's like, what the fuck, man? And yeah, I was so terrified. I was like, if I did this, Tim Dog is going to be like, why don't you uh are you going to be a true to her or some shit? Like yeah, whatever, like, like whatever terrifying thing he's going to say. You finished, right? <laughs> you finished. You finished, right? You better uh, marry her. What the so, fuck? Yeah. Well, there you go. Since then, never given out my last name or my address or Sh- phone number. Shitty dad, though. Super shitty dad. Oh, my God. Fucking wild. Was that even his daughter? Like for real, for real? I think so. Or like he's like kidnapped some chick. It was like, sick. <laughs> man, there's no way to really know. There's no way to really That's know. So crazy. And I, you know, it's one of those moments where I was like, what if I really did that? I'd feel so fucking bad, dude. And I, uh, I did not. She was 18 though. All I think right. I, I think I made her pull out her license. Like I don't believe you. I'm like point, kind of joking. <laughs> so uh, yeah, don't do that, Daddy. <laughs> Take a note. <laughs> yeah, do not, uh, do not uh, give Dylan. Your home address. No. Let's move on. This one is titled P-Male Thamithian, <laughs> which what? is, it's P-Male Submission, but he has it phonetically written like Dusty Rhodes would oh, say. Badass. It, it, it just killed me. It made me laugh so hard. <laughs> P-Male Thamithian, daddy. What's up, daddy? I hope this email finds you well. In keeping with the tradition of Pennsylvania-born listeners who worked at a grocery store in high school, which I did, uh, several grocery stores and in college, and have a poo-poo story, I offer mine. Although mine just took place a few years after high school, after quitting that terrible grocery store job, and is significantly less messy. It still brings me joy, and even a weird sense of pride, to be friends with somebody who'd do such a thing. I can also say that without question that this incident was both the hardest and second hardest laugh I've ever had in my life. From the late 90s through the mid-2000s, I played drums in a couple punk and hardcore bands. See? All right. Hardcore people. The most popular band regularly played shows yearly, nearly every weekend, and as such, we'd find ourselves in some random basement, community theater, occasional bar, or in the case of this story, a fire hall. As I recall, this particular show was some all-day benefit deal, so many hours were spent killing time before our allotted 20 minutes. I don't know why, but someone must have tra- something must have transpired between our singer, who we'll call BBS, and a staffer at the fire hall. Side note, we had played the same fire hall a year prior. At some point, BBS's van was broken into and a bunch of the employees' employer's property, various electronic equipment, was stolen. There was a bunch of ten, a group of 10 to 15 Nazi skinheads hanging out in the parking lot, and BBS... Uh, deduced that they were responsible. BBS was a large, imposing black man. He confronted the group, fuming and screaming, urging the responsible persons to man up and step up to him. None did, but that event no doubt contributed to the general uh, negative vibe we'd had at any time we played at that fire hall. Back to the main story already in progress. So BBS is a big motherfucking brother. And he's stepping to 10 to 15 piece of shit Nazis. This guy's, this guy's the man. God damn, dude. 
Yeah, fuck those Nazis. Do you run into that at when you go to hardcore shows? Uh, it depends on who's playing, but I mean, like more or less, no. Like I never like experienced it because like all the shows I were going to were like backyard gigs and like fucking Linwood, and Compton, like shit like that, and like right. they they weren't going in, no, in none of those they're places fucking, to fucking they're, hang they're, out. They're fucking cowards and pussies. Whatever transferred between BBS and the staffer, it did not sit well with him. So BBS sought revenge of the psychological variety. He very quickly decided what he wanted to do. A little too quickly, perhaps. I can only assume that he'd been keeping this idea locked and loaded for quite some time. At any rate, his plan was to perform an upper, upper decker in the bathroom. (laughs) I'll assume most listeners are already familiar with the bathroom phenomenon called the upper decker. We had a party in, in, in college where someone, like one of our friends, took a shit in the fucking upper deck, wiped his ass with a washcloth, and then left. Like, that's the dirt baggest shit. And that's how you figure out, like, who Ugh. are people you hang around with and who are your friends? Yeah. Hangarounds will shit in your fucking toilet tank. Your friends will think that is not fucking cool. That's a risky move, too. You could, that back of the toilet's pretty flimsy. You could just snap that. <laughs> yes. Especially if you buzzed up and you lean back or something. Uh, Carl Wilzine does that. <laughs> This was the same concept, only rather than placing the poo-poo in the toilet tank. BBS took it a step further and placed it in the air vent that opens directly above the toilet. Dude. (laughs) Yep. He shitted, reached in, and grabbed it. Opened the grate that covers the air vent. Not necessarily in that order. He may have opened the grate beforehand. Gently placed the poop on the grate and closed it back up. The rest of the band waited outside the bathroom while this took place. It was a single seater, after all, not knowing what he was up to. So no one fucking knows. He's just in there fucking putting poop in the fucking uh, air vents. (laughs) After exiting the bathroom and telling us what he'd done, we reasonably didn't believe him, despite his proud history of depraved acts. BBS is wild, man. This guy's cool, man. I'd he, hang out with BBS. He urged us to... Yeah, he'd fit right in with us. <laughs> he urged us to see for ourselves, and upon entering and looking at the air vent, lo and behold, a barely visible doo-doo pile was sitting up uh. there. We all absolutely lost it, and I can confidently say it was the second hardest laugh I've ever had in my life. The hardest time I ever laughed in my life was not one but two years later when we again played the same benefit show at the same fire hall. You can probably see where this is going. <laughs> Upon arriving at the fire hall, the band made a direct beeline to the bathroom. We all unanimously agreed BBS should have the honor, so he reached up, pulled the grate down, and from one end of the grate to the other rolled a dusty, hardened, and significantly shrunken piece of fuck. (laughs) No, no, no. My legs gave out. I hunched over and fell on the floor, laughing harder than I've ever laughed in my life before or since. And in case you're wondering, he did not remove the poop. Dude. I'll wager it's still sitting in that vent two decades later. Wow. I want to make the pilgrimage there. Yes, we got to go find that poop. Like, dude, there it is. <laughs> yeah, there's the poop. <laughs> ooh, la, ooh, ah. Take some pics. Put the gram. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't touch it, though. That shit just might just fucking turn the dust. Right, you don't want... Yeah, that's a that's a relic. That's like Indiana Jones shit. You got to handle like a monocle and shit. <laughs> 
I'm a relatively short-time listener and fan, but a big fan nonetheless. I first heard about Carl Welzine and Dad Boner after Matt Brunger mentioned him on a podcast. I think it was the Dana Gould Hour. Regardless, I was immediately hooked, quickly knocking out all the P-Moves episodes that released up to that point. Keep up the great work. I love the show, and while I look forward to new episodes, more importantly, I'm really looking forward to the weekend, you guys. Sincerely, Daddy Stack. Stack, dude. Daddy Stack's fucking chill dude drummer in a hardcore band i like this guy yeah drummers are tight dig it dig it let's move on hey mike first time long time love the show back in my college days there was a channel which would show the that week's raw and smackdown back to back on fridays Ooh, that's nice staying on friday dude's hanging yeah that's all right starting at 4 p.m real primo pre-game programming one week they were on a break, and with nothing else to watch before going out, my buddy Bill pulled out his DVD of the Tim Allen classic, Jungle to Jungle. Dude, that movie's Coochie Coochie? I don't know that. I've never seen that fucking movie. I don't think I've even heard of that. Am yeah, I too old? He, like, swoops some kid, or he has a kid who, like, lives in the jungle or some shit. But there's just a part where uh, this girl, like, he, the, his Tim Allen's son looks into, like, her, like, vaginal area, and he's all, coochie, coochie. Oh, my like, God. fucking hilarious. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Taught me what obligation means, too. That's probably the same thing that's going on on Tim Allen's. Uh, doesn't he have, like, a show on Fox or something, like, uh, World's Shittiest Dad or something? I have <laughs> where no he's idea like what a that Trumper. bastard's doing. <laughs> Unfortunately, neither of us made it out lat- that night. We pre-gamed too hard, blacked out on our t- couches, only to wake up very confused at 4 a.m. We thought nothing of it, pretty typical us move, honestly, until the next Thursday, when the mailman showed up holding two identical four-foot-long tubes, one for me and one for Bill. Turns out, in that our drunken stupor, we each ordered our very own blowgun. <laughs> great, I- great idea. Which it turns out, they will apparently just sell to anyone and promptly forgot about it. We got the two blowguns and 400 darts, basically six-inch flying needles. <laughs> Yes. That's so many Man, darts. I wish we had those. We, we had some fun with that. You know, when you're hanging out in the dirt parking lot in the cool yeah, dirt shooting patch. Darts at, like, shooting darts at the stuff. wall. <laughs> Cars. <laughs> Immediately upon realizing what we had obtained, we made an agreement that each of us uh, were a f- few drinks deep. Oh, sorry. That when each of us were a few drinks, few drinks deep. God, I can't fucking talk. We could blast the other in the back with a dart, <laughs> provided they aimed for lats or traps, not the spine. How do you do that? Yeah, I for you? sure hit a spine first try on accident. <laughs> right. We even handshook on sanitizing the darts before firing by rubbing them with any available alcohol that was stronger <laughs> than beer. A real point of contention when I came down to it. And blasting them with a lighter for a few seconds. Well, safety yeah. first. Being concerned for each other's well-being and only the way college kids can be. Getting sniped didn't really hurt. Just a little pinch. I don't want that. I don't want a six-inch needle getting blown into my back. I can't even look when I get my blood taken. <laughs> and when you spun around, your shirt was pinned to your back like a real dummy, so everyone got a real good laugh. <laughs> Great fun was had by us, and great terror was felt by anyone who visited, lived in, or partied at our apartment. Yes, you don't want to go over there. That's the blow blow dart guy's uh, apartment. Yeah, so are they throwing away these needles after one hits them, or are they just recycling and cleaning them? Oh, no. That's a good point. 
I'm guessing. I'm guessing they're not. I'd be asking so many questions. <laughs> Do you have any gaff tape like to put on my spine? Man, tell any me, cardboard? Like, man, <laughs> man, fucking Gary fucks prostitutes. Is this is this needle been in Gary? Because I mean, Gary's cool. I, gotta, I, I don't want to share a needle with him. Like. Eventually, it's like uh, Dylan. Dylan's cool, but uh, you don't want to share needles with Dylan in the cool dirt patch. Nah, that's cool, man. I didn't bleed that much on it. Eventually, one of our other buddies agreed to be part of the Brotherhood, but since he lacked his own blowgun, he was at a severe disadvantage when we decided to take it easy on him. It took a little while, but we finally lined up the absolute perfect shot, just as I was inhaling to blast this motherfucker right in the back (laughs) meat. (laughs) Someone shouted at him to warn him what was about to happen. I nailed him across two rooms in an apartment packed of water polo players. (laughs) What? A lot of strong legs in there, dude. Yeah, and arms. (laughs) Unfortunately, he was spinning in terror, and I caught him in the back of his bent elbow, which was locked at a 90-degree angle. Diagram included for posterity. I'll put this on Power Moves Podcast Instagram. He drew the diagram of how this guy gets hit. Fuck no. (laughs) Yeah. Big-ass swimming muscles. Keystone light, probably. Fucked-up elbow. Dart of pain. Dude, I remember vacuuming at Panera Bread, like when I was closing. And yeah. I, I was like going back and forth, or just like the one hand, not hand, but it's like a backpack kind of thing. Right. And I moved my arm back so hard, just like normally, and I slammed into like the wall, but I hit my funny bone in like that spot where your whole arm just lights up on fire, and I right. almost threw up. Like in that. <laughs> well, this dude got a like, six I, I inch. Couldn't, I could not imagine that shit. He couldn't unbend his arm. Oh, no. It, it oh. was just stuck waving around our kitchen like a moron with four inches of a six-inch needle sticking right out of his elbow. Why'd you turn around, dude? It took about 15 seconds of hooting, hollering, and general celebration woo, before... Woo, <laughs> woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> That sucker (laughs) and general celebrations before we realized how badly we fucked up. After aiding in the extraction, that sucker's elbow swelled up to the size of a grapefruit immediately. Like a true champ, he kept going the rest of the night and visited the student health in the morning where they promptly gave him a tetanus shot and told him to get his life together. (laughs) Got hit with a blow dart. Man, you got to get your life together. I was walking home, dude. I got sniped. What are you talking about? (laughs) That morning, our other two roommates held a vote, and that was the last night of the blowguns. You're smart smart kids. Yeah. Yeah, they see they learned. They're, They're taking notes. A little toasted while I write this, so sorry if anything doesn't translate. <laughs> Keep it, still rocking. Feel free to use my my real name. I got to work on reclaiming it from that Infowars shitbag, and all press is good press. Whoop, whoop. Oh, he fucking has it in there. Look at that. Hell yeah. Whoop, 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 whoop. Really looking forward to the weekend, you guys. Daddy Alex Jones. His name's really, his fucking name's Alex Jones. I was like, what's he talking about? Man, this is the good Alex back? Jones. This is the cool one. We've got blow darts, fucking water polo, fucking calling out woo woo, <laughs> fucking hanging out, drinking Coors, Keystone Lights. Yeah, I know Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is our last story for the episode. And I, uh, I saved it because I didn't think Brooks could handle it. I waited specifically for an episode with gnarly on a man who can really get down and dirty because this one 
is kind of nervous, honestly. It's now. not that bad. It's All just right. questionable. Right. It's just a lot of questionable shit goes on. But I mean, shit happens in the world when we gotta fucking uh, we gotta recycle it back into the ear holes of the daddies. That's that's just the, that's how the show goes. A long overdue bachelor party story, Mike. Loving the P-mail bag and all that is going on. I've also bought a ton of your merch. It's top-notch, real supreme stuff. It is. It is fucking fantastic. I don't make crap. I don't make cheap shit. I make, I make nice, nice uh, quality T-shirts for the daddies. I sent you a tweet with my softball uni, a Power Moves number one daddy shirt. See? He wears his softball uniform is a Power Moves shirt. Like that right. that's a that's a that's a fucking dedicated fan. Woo woo. woo, woo. <laughs> with my mug with my power moves mug mixed with vitamin V gator pain. So during the softball games, he's got a power moves mug. And that's a uh you're not familiar with that. That's a, a Carl Welzine invention is gator pain. It's half champagne, half uh half Gatorade because Damn. because uh uh, hydration don't need a reason to celebrate you guys but he's making a vitamin v one which is uh that's I'm having what, one of those before i go to santa fury this weekend yeah that vo- respect that vodka you do do that vodka and, and gatorade it's fucking ooh yeah, you wee. can't taste it right and it's you're getting hydrated and it's mainline in that vodka and you getting that warm feeling you're cooling out and getting warm step further you do the pedialyte packet man do the pedialyte packet with the vodka and a lot of ice man that'd be smooth <sighs> Would that work? Would, you you got to mix it first. Mix the Pedialyte with packet the water. with the water. Hit it with the ice, and then uh, and then drop a couple shots of vodka in there, man. The fucking Tito's get you ripe for that fucking festival. I'm doing it. I told you I was going to send you a story about my bachelor party, but I just opened my own law firm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the end of that. And I'm raising a little kiddo, so I've been so busy. Bad daddy. I'm in thinking about it though. I uh, have a much better story about someone else's bachelor party and a woman named Tish. I've never seen another human, man or woman, like her. She was on a mission, and it was like she was had a magnet in her that attracted drunk man bits. Oh boy, I've I've skimmed this. I haven't fully read it, but uh, wow. All due respect to the ladies, not going to use any derogatory language about ladies that love the D. I'm just telling you her story. My best bud, the guy from the last story who broke up a nasty period blood threesome in Vegas. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good story. Got married, and for his bachelor party, his buddies from college decided to take us to the Lake of the Ozarks. There had been another female story about this place a few months ago. It's nice enough, but every long weekend in the summer there is this place called uh, Party Cove that is literally the trash central of the Midwest. Everyone pulls their houseboats into the cove, and it's basically Mardi Gras on the water with beads and stinky sex and horrible beer. Solid time. Sounds like a cool hang. It does sound like a cool hang. I've never done one of those. Wouldn't go with my girlfriend just because I don't want to have to be responsible. Right. And also, you don't want to come home with any diseases by accident. You got to stay faithful. Bring the lady. Keep you on a leash. Can't have you out there drinking no, I'm vitamin I wouldn't v. take her, so I wouldn't have to. No, yeah. like I'm fine. I won't do nothing stupid, but just right. like, I don't want. I don't need something to worry about. You know what I mean? Like with some other guy, or like me getting in an altercation with somebody. Right. Like, someone. Someone grabbing, protecting what's mine. Someone grabbing a cheek, and you got a yeah, fucking man. Saying, I, I legally have to punch this man in the face. I always hate that. It's that's the worst. That's always like any any time. Uh, like I have like uh, my woman disrespected. 
I'm like, dude, you why'd you do to. that? Now I got to get up on you. You're like, I don't want to do I'm this. I'm not going to, I don't want to ever punch someone in the face and I'm, you know, I don't do that, but I'm going to have to come at you and you're going to have to get taken yeah. out verbally. And I hope you leave because I don't want it to come to that, but I don't play that fucking shit. Otherwise I'm a pussy. We got a houseboat and a speedboat stocked up on trash food from Walmart and headed out. I had just gotten married for the first time. It didn't work out. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, brother. And I wasn't super pumped to be there, but it was my best friend, so I showed up. It was a bunch of college buds and two rando dudes who made one of the organizers from who was one of knew one of the organizers from work. Sorry, and lived in in Kansas City. These dudes were scum. (laughs) And one of them, we will call him Trevor, plays a big part here. Yeah, there's nothing like uh, when you're hanging out with like tertiary buddies from like another crew and like dudes turn out to be real bad dudes. Yeah, it's like, whoa, holy shit, man. Yeah, that's not a good time. We we park the boat on Friday afternoon and the cove is literally already a mania. Thousands of people all shit-faced. I was driving the houseboat, and there were so many beads being thrown into the water, I was worried that they were going to get wrapped around the prop and ruin the boat. If we could just avoid the be- if we could avoid the beads, I was worried someone else's private parts would get caught in the engine as well. Dude. Just a sea of trashy erectile tissue swimming in the water. Hold that skin back. We- we docked, and within 15 minutes, there was a girl on the boat in a pink bikini. This was Tish. No idea where she came from. If you told me that she, if if you told me that she was beamed in from the Enterprise just to bang dudes, I would believe you. I was taking it easy and helping to set up things. I had a bed in the boat with all my stuff on it, but I was uh, up setting up the bar on the deck. Tish was there pounding our booze and chatting up the guys while I was setting up the bar. This was maybe one hour after we docked. Suddenly, she was gone. 20 minutes later, I went to my bed to get something, and when I opened the door, she was on top of my buddy Roger riding him. (laughs) She saw me come in and didn't say anything. (laughs) We made fucking eye contact. (laughs) Tish is crazy, man. I calmly went into my bag, still on the bed. (laughs) Oh, my God. And got my stuff out, and she just stared at me while Roger banged her. God damn, dude. Okay, weird interaction, but that's how it goes. Roger didn't look at me. It's hard to look at a, another guy when you have your penis in a woman. Yeah, Roger's probably just like, dude, and, come on, man. Unless you like that kind of thing, and there's nothing wrong with that. I got out of there as fast as I could, got a drink, and shook it off. That night is a cra- that night is a crazy fun party, but apparently Roger and Tish thought my bed was theirs, so I ended up sleeping on the deck. All good, it's a party. The next day, Tish is there, still. She's on the deck and raging, grabbing dudes by the cock, making out with chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Again, probably an alien who needs the D to survive every seven years like Spock. <laughs> At one point, she had a squeezed bottle of Hershey's syrup. It was one of the... <laughs> It was that bad of a trash fest. Dude, she's gone too far. And she's putting it on her tits and in her pants and letting capital letters, everyone lick it off her. What the fuck? We, she put so much syrup in the hot tub on the deck, I had to clean out the filter the next day. This dude's just working. Weird times. Yeah, this guy just sounds like he's, <laughs> he's just an employee here. 
at some weird like sex factory. Like, oh god damn it! They got Hershey's syrup all in the fucking hot tub filter it's all again. Been her cooch, apparently. It's apparently no, it's not. <laughs> People are licking it off. She's the god cleanest damn. one. <laughs> this is where it gets strange. More than just casual sex and gratuitous syrup, there was a guy named Dan who was on the boat with us. He was the fattest kid at our high school. How fat, you ask? His two football team football nicknames were the Zebra, because at 16, he had massive stretch marks all over him. Oh, poor kid. That sucks. And Slimer, because if you blocked him, you were covered in gross, slimy sweat. Oh, man, I feel bad for Dan. I hope it works out for him. I think it's gonna, maybe it'll work out for him in the I mean, end of the story. If they give you nicknames like that and you're still playing football, I mean, they like you, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. My friends are the meanest fucking people in the world to me. My, my friends say the fucking most vicious, horrible things, like, I hope you die and shit, and they mean it. And that's why I love them so much. Yeah, they keep your, it fucking real. At this point in his life, he had never kissed a girl. We were 27. Oh, man, Dan. Dan. Dan, you got to get it in, dog. I was talking with Dan and this guy, guy, Tim, about how Dan should try to get a BJ because there are lots <laughs> of willing women. He lamented that he didn't think that was possible. Tim goes... Hey, Tish, come here. She walks over covered in chocolate syrup and Dude. says, what's going on? <laughs> Tim, takes, and shit. Tim takes two very nice beads off his neck and says, do you want these? And she says, yes, what were you thinking? Ooh la la. I can't believe this is real, but this happened. Tim literally yanks Dan's pants down, exposing his tiny little heart on, takes the beads and drops, drapes them over his little elevator button of a wiener and says, <laughs> suck that off and you can have the beads. Tish doesn't even blink and gives Dan's Peter a porn-style blowjob. God damn. <laughs> this is broad daylight. I'm sorry if this is too graphic. <laughs> I hope there's no. Hope you're not listening to this with any kids in the room. I went downstairs because I mean I just couldn't watch it. <laughs> yes, that's when you go downstairs. But I saw her five minutes later downstairs with the beads. Looked uh, looked to me like Dan got his nut off. Good for both of them, yeah. I say. Good for Dan. Tish is an angel. Man, she's just taking care of fucking uh, people in need. Yep. She came down from the Star Trek Enterprise to uh, grant wishes to men who have been uh, sexually deprived. (laughs) And hats off to Tish. The rest of the day is inconsequential. But Sunday, let me tell you about Sunday. Trevor, this rando piece of trash on her boat from (laughs) Kansas City. Of course, all all trash are Trevors. (laughs) They're always Trevors. Get super hammered during breakfast. Across the channel from our boat is a speedboat with four dudes about twenty and about 20 smoking hot chicks just pounding Jack Daniels. Trevor says to us, I want to be on that boat. <laughs> we tell him no. <laughs> so he jumps into the water and swims yeah. to the boats. <laughs> he starts dancing and pounding Jack and making out with one girl. We know this is not going to be a good result. Within five minutes, I see an empty handle of Jack, never waste liquor, in someone's hand, and then it comes crashing down on Trevor's head. Oh, shit. He collapses. The guys throw him into the water. I couldn't believe it. They tried to kill him. Yes. (laughs) They tried to kill Trevor. That looks so crazy far away. I told you not to go over there, Trevor, you stupid idiot. (laughs) Dude, they're killing Trevor. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going over there. That's on Trevor, man. Hey, that's your homie. <laughs> that's, that's T's problem. 
being only remotely intoxicated, I jump into the water with three other guys and we pull Trevor onto the houseboat. Uh, we get him up on the deck and ice his head, which is gushing with blood. Jesus. Honestly, it was maybe 45 seconds before Tish comes over, <laughs> announces that she's got this, and straddles him while she ices him down. What the fuck? They immediately start making out. Then he whips out his halfy chubbed up peener out of his pants, and she pulls her bikini bottom to the side and starts barebacking him on the deck Jesus. of the boat. <laughs> this dude's got like a concussion. <laughs> Fucking bleed now. I need to sip him a Coors Light here God before damn. do the rest i hope tish is alive man i hope trevor's alive there's probably a lot of man that guy got some there's definitely got to be some uh some uh some some viruses going on in there dude that's, i mean but you know what you just got knocked almost killed that's when whenever you almost get killed yeah, he saw that's when you go shit. nuts yep all right here we go mike they fucked <laughs> i mean fucked Capital letters. You know how people say to dance like no one is watching? They fucked like no one was watching. Except there were 40 people on the deck, and we were all watching. We were stunned. Roger was watching, mouth wide open. Dan was watching. His little peener was probably feeling so conflicted. Tish was holding an ice pack on Trevor's head. He was bleeding, and she was moaning and screaming. And he let her ride him for a solid five minutes. Whoa. It got super weird, man. (laughs) (laughs) And based on my past stories, you know I get in weird places. Trevor comes in her, I might add. (laughs) The fuck, Trevor? What are you doing, man? Trevor and Tish. What what are you thinking? What are you doing, Tish? Then she gets up, walks away like it was nothing, makes a drink, and starts partying again. (laughs) What a legend. I have no idea where she is from or who she was. I just know she is unlike anything I've ever seen before or since. A weekend of power moves all in the same pink bikini. Never changed. God bless. No need. Just jump in the water. God bless Tish. (laughs) And may God grant her the most powerful antibacterial medicines in the world. This might be too graphic for the show, but I had to give the story to you. More to come, my man. I love writing these. Daddy Blake. If I would have been one of his homies after that happened, I would have told him, like, I don't know, I don't want to get too graphic, but like, push that out, please. Like, just jump in the water and push that <laughs> push out. Push that out? Like, the, guy, the guy's bleeding out of his fucking head. Like, pu- push it out. <sighs> like, at least. <laughs> that is. I mean, I. Uh, I'm guessing there are no camera phones around at this time, uh, which is probably for the best. possible. <laughs> I mean, or I, I don't think Tish would care. I think Tish would encourage that. Yeah, that's a lot to take in. And you know what? I'm not I'm not shaming anyone no, I'm picturing, for like, like sexual behavior. Hot. I think Tish is hot. I dude. think Tish is hot, too. She's probably super hot. I think Tish is like 35 hot. She's like 35, 37 maybe, or like 42 hot. Damn, dude. But the bot is still dialed in, yeah. and Tish is going to ride it into the ground. She's going to party. I respect Tish. Better to what? Burn out it's, and fade away. Yep. <laughs> yep. She's just she's having a good time. Woo woo, Tish, man. Woo woo. If you guys want your story featured on the program here, you can send an email to powermoveswithmikeburns at gmail.com. Hit that five star review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend. Tell two about the show. Get a dialogue going. Get involved, 
Spreading the word is the best way for this show to grow and become better and better and get stories like you just heard about Tish. Party story. Bless you, daddies. Well, I get it. I probably wasn't the best boyfriend you could have had. But I gave a hundred percent I was even friends with Joe Dad We split up and went our separate ways Promised to be friends But that was over a year ago I haven't heard from you again, yeah Were you really too good to call? Did you really give a fuck at all? Sitting there making me feel all alone You did it again Yeah, whatever the hell his name is Sitting in line to all your friends Says it all You were really too good to call You sit on your high horse laughing When I call you up at night you never took my calls or texts, baby, yeah, that's right I saw you out the other night, you acted like you didn't know who I was But guess what, karma is a bitch just don't bite you in the butt, yeah Were you really too good to call? Did you really give a fuck at all? Sitting there making me feel all alone, you did the hell his name is Sitting there lying to all your friends Says it all You were really too good to call Well I know you were really hurt But it doesn't give you the right I was hurt too, you know, but I was raised to be polite There's no reason to act that way, we are still friends But if that's the way you roll, we'll probably never be friends again, yeah Were you really too good to call? Did you really give a fuck at all? Sitting there making me feel all alone, you did it again we all know you ain't in love with your newborn friend Whatever the hell his name is Sitting there lying to all your friends Says it all You were really too good to call Too good to call Were you really too good to call? Did you really give a fuck at all?